Welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. Fellas, the time has come. March Madness is officially over, but it was a great Final Four. Um, probably, you know, Gonzaga-UCLA, in my mind, I wish that would have been kind of the, the hype in the game for uh, Baylor-Gonzaga because, you know, Baylor just absolutely took it to Gonzaga. Um, shout out to us, the trifecta. We, we correctly took Baylor. Um, we had the Bears beating the... the uh, the Bulldogs and uh, Baylor came out. They looked strong. They were hit, hitting their threes, and uh, I mean, ultimately, if, if you hit more threes, you play play defense, and you know you control the offensive offensive rebounds, you're probably going to win the game. And Baylor, right off from the start, they were up twenty three to nine. Um, they were getting offensive rebounds, second chance points, about every possession. If they didn't, you know, make the first shot there, but they were shooting lights out, and it just seemed like. I don't know, Gonzaga maybe was a little bit, uh, could you maybe say, oh, geez, could we maybe say a little jet lag from uh, maybe the UCLA game? Is that is that a fair statement? Because um, they, they did not look like they were ready to uh, to take on Baylor. Um, Allie, we'll start with you. What are just some uh, what are some takes from the Final Four game and overall the National Championship game? Yeah, well, first and foremost, you definitely nailed it. Um, I mean, you know, coming off a win like that against UCLA, uh, both teams about played as good as you possibly can. Uh, to have that hangover and then two days later to come back and have to beat a Baylor team that was hungry and ready to play, not an easy task. And the score showed. Uh, even though Baylor was up most of the game, I will say the whole game I was a little nervous that Gonzaga was going to make that run. Um, but they never really did. Baylor was knocking down everything, it seemed like. Uh, the, those guys couldn't miss. It was unreal. Um, and then defensively, you know, the intensity was there. Off night. Off night. Good as advertised, <laughs> baby. Yeah. You know the deal with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, for me, it was a bunch of fun to watch. $200 Richard, boys. There you go. Sporty. Also, you, you hit big on uh, on Baylor. Yep. Um, uh, total two two thirty. Two thirty. There, there you go. go. Um, Sporty, what were your uh, what were your thoughts about uh, Baylor's two games, one against Houston and then against uh, against Gonzaga? Uh, they sh- they shot lights out fifty percent in both games. I mean, uh, the the last two games of the tournament, they they played their uh, best ball. Uh, in terms of East uh, Lake Gonzaga, uh, nobody was giving East Lake credit. And they get and they gave uh, Gonzaga a run for their money for 40, 45 minutes straight, uh, which Gonzaga their legs weren't fresh for the national championship game, which it showed. Baylor came out fired up, intensity, boxed out, shot lights out. Gonzaga thought they could rebound, rebound from it, but they they could not. They could only get close to ten. And that was, you know, they were down by ten and a half time, but they either kept it on going in the second half and rode on to the natty. Yep. Um, just real quick, as I'm sure, uh, you know, the audio picked this up. Um, the Pens just scored, and my ESPN alert just went off. So that's that's what that little. Uh, did anybody hear that? Did you did you guys hear that from your end or not? I did not. Pick okay. up ends, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my lap it. my laptop definitely picked that up. I don't think you guys. Yeah, I didn't think you guys would have heard it, but uh, yeah, go, go go pens. Um, but back to go the pens, uh, 
back to the Bears real quick. Um, that was probably one of the most dominating performances I've seen in a national championship game probably since I've been alive. Hadley, would you agree? Oh, my God. Like like I said, as a someone that was basically betting on the game that had a bunch of money riding on it, of course I was going to be nervous the whole game because it's March Madness. But, I mean, from a casual fan's perspective, there was just no game the whole time. They cut it to nine. Still didn't really feel close. Baylor made everything. It was never close. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, here's here's a debate. Um, if let's just say, obviously, Suggs' shot was huge. Um, it obviously sent them to the national championship game. Had that been the national championship game, had that have clinched their undefeated season, would that have been um, the greatest buzzer beater? Like. Uh, past the Villanova shot, um, you know, past um, Leitner's shot. Do you think that would have been the best buzzer beater in NCAA tournament history, the way, you know, in the national championship and to, you know, um, secure the, the undefeated season? Far and away. I mean, if you're going for an undefeated season and you clinch it that way, far and away. It was already up there for one of the best. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, you're, you're winning the championship, keeping a perfect season. That that's a storybook ending right there. That's the be- that would be the best ever by a mile. Yeah, sporty. Would you agree with that? That, that would have been the best shot in NCAA tournament history. Absolutely, hundred percent. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think Leitner's, uh, the the he from Grant Hill. I think just the way that play was designed. I think that's kind of in and itself. It's kind of own special play just because of everything that had to go right. Kind of kind of went right in that shot, you know, just the ability for Grant Hill to throw the length of the court, um, you know, give that jab, turn around, boom. Um, that was, you know, obviously impressive in itself. Here's another buzzer beater that didn't, uh, unfortunately, go through, but uh, how about Gordon Hayward's? If his would have went in at half court oh, man. to knock off Duke, that would have been interesting to see where, you know, that shot would have – because what, they were – were they at eight or nine seed that year? Is that – am I thinking – is that the right year? Or is that a different year I'm thinking? Um, I don't know if they were eight or nine. I'm not sure what they were, but either way, they were overwhelming dogs. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, there was one year where I think they came out of eight, nine, and I think they went far. I don't know if that was the same year or not, but yeah, if, if Hayward say, hey, you know what? John Brankus, if uh, if his angle or launch degree um, is a little bit off, you know, Butler wins. <laughs> um, yeah. That would have been it. Would have been interesting just to see, you know, where all these buzzer beaters, obviously, you know, um, where they would have ranked them. Obviously, you know, depending on what game it is, who you beat, how you do it, that all kind of plays a factor. But uh, Hayward's shot, obviously, even though it didn't go in, that's kind of a shot that I think people always remember because it it basically, you know, looked like it was going to go in and almost did go in. So that was pretty impressive that he was able to go off the free throw and just chuck one up and almost knock off uh, the Blue Devils. But um. All right, so sticking with college basketball, we're going to jump right into our top five. Just a way too early uh, top five teams for next college basketball season. Um, Hadley, we'll start with you. Yeah, normally, I'm not going to lie, I I hate doing these things. (laughs) And this is probably going to be very, very inaccurate, but we're going to to do it anyway. Uh, First of all, the honorable mention, Michigan State. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. Here's why. If Amani Bates gets to play next year, not only would they be in the list, they would be the overwhelming one for me. 
that kid is the second coming of Kevin Durant in a lot of people's eyes. And if Michigan State can land out with an already talented roster, it's over. But that's just the honorable mention. We'll do number five. We're going to give me Maryland. They got two nice transfers. Get from Georgetown. Get from, I think it was uh, Rhode Island, right? Yep, yep, Rhode Island. Yeah, so, I mean, look for them to be pretty good. They already had pretty good guard play over the years. That's definitely a tournament team in the making. Um, another one, this one's kind of surprising, but I'm going to go with Villanova. They're almost always a really good team. Um, I've heard really good things about Justin Moore. I think he could definitely be that next guy in Villanova to kind of take over and be the guy. Mm-hmm. And I want to say Gillespie could come back, correct? Yeah, I, th- I think he's back as well. I think I just read yeah. something where he's back. So Yeah, so I mean, they, they're they pretty loaded in their own right. And they're in the Big, big East. So I mean, they got some easy games that they can win. Right. Look for them to be a good team. Um, another team is West Virginia. I believe McBride is staying. And um, if he does, he's going to probably be the Big 12 player of the year in my estimation. And they were already pretty good this year. So I'm going to say they have, they're a really good team next year. And then number two, give me the Zags. I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, they got Drew Timmy still. They got Nemhart still. Um, definitely not going to have Jalen Suggs or Corey Kispert. But like like we talked about before the podcast, Chet Holmgren potentially oh, yeah. could come. Right. Imagine him and Timmy. Timmy. And then they have that, oh, what's his, he was a freshman this year. I forget his name, but. Another Collins. tall guy, six eleven, seven foot guy that they had in yeah, there. Yeah, but I think it's Andrew Collins. Yeah, I think you're right there. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah, those. That's a nasty set of bigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're not going anywhere, especially in a weak conference with a great coach. They're not going anywhere. All right. Um, and then number one, the defending champs. Give me the Baylor Bears. I know Ooh. they're losing a lot of guys. I know they're losing Butler. I know they're losing. Uh, you know, off night, Davion Mitchell, yeah. one of my favorite players now. I can't wait to see him in the NBA. But I'm—I mean, if you watch that team, man, they play together. They play well. They play ferocious. They're clearly coached really, really well. Um, so I think the personnel doesn't matter with this team like it does for a lot of teams. I think they're going to be coached up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to be tenacious on defense. Good three-point shooting. Um, and look for them to be good. I'm, I'm pretty sure Macy O.T. will be back. And people don't really, he went off in that national championship. If he was shooting the ball, he was going in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that team's going to be loaded. And I think until they show that they're slowing down, they should be the number one. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty legit. Sporty, uh, who are your top five? I'll go with number five. Uh, I'll go with the uh, UCLA Bruins. Hey, they got one of the, the right now. I would say one of the better coaches in, in college basketball. So wait, all right. So let's let's say let's say UCLA doesn't go on this run. Would you still say that about Nick or uh, about Cronin? Yes, you still He's say that. I would still say that about Cronin. No one gave him any really credit at Cincinnati. He's playing in that small small conference, but right. Uh, number four, they got two of their guards coming back. I'll go with uh, Matt Painter and the, and the Purdue Boilermakers. Ooh, okay, another another Big Ten team cracks our top. They got uh, they got uh, Ivy Ivy coming back. Mm-hmm. Granted, his mother is the coach for Notre Dame. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. 
Yes. Little, uh, little trivia from Sporduke. <laughs> and they got uh, Williams back. Their two leading scorers are both back for Purdue. Uh, number three, ACC team, the Duke Blue Devils. Ooh, ooh, the young, wow. the young. See, I was, I was debating on whether to put them. They got one year under the belts. They got the freshman year under the belts. Now it's year two. Yeah, but they got a bunch of freshmen coming in, though. All right. I mean, I'm not going to say anything. They got, fresh, they got freshmen and sophomores playing together. So All right. We'll see how that goes. They're due for a good year. They're due for a good year. That, that is that is true. That is true. All right. Number two. They got a lot, I think they got a decent amount of guys coming back. Um, Smith, uh, I think, is tr- treading, wa- treading the waters for the NBA. Uh, Wagner, I think he's going to the NBA. Va- or Wagner from uh, are you talking Big Blue here? Big Blue. Okay, Big yeah, Blue. yeah, Wagner, yes. yeah, yeah. Who, all right, but, Dick Dickinson's back. He's back. Yes. They got Houston coming in from Montverde. Right, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll be pretty. They'll be pretty loaded for a second. Yeah, I didn't hear you say Big Blue. That's what threw me off there for a second. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so Big, Big Blue too. Number one, the runners up of, of college basketball this year, the Zags. The Zags. All right, Timmy. Like we said, Timmy possibly Holgram. He's on the shelf. Don't know if he's got, don't know if he's gonna be cheering of going over going over the seesaw or staying put. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. They got uh, Nemhard back as well, so yeah, definitely look for the Zags. Here's what here's what needs to happen. I think Gonzaga needs to join the the uh, Pac-12. Agreed. And I, I think uh, we could see some pretty good uh, matchups, whether it's between you know Gonzaga, USC, Gonzaga, Oregon. Zag UCLA again. I mean, that, that would be a good fit for them. Um, and I mean, they're always gonna they're always gonna be good. But um, I think that would just I think it would make college basketball just a little bit more interesting if they joined the Pac-12. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna run down my five real quick. Uh, give me give me the the must bus and the Arkansas Razorbacks at five. They just got two two guys from the ACC uh, from the transfer portal: Audis Tony from Pitt and then Chris Likes from Miami. Um, man, must bust. They he he led them. Arkansas, you know, just really took it to a bunch or took it to a bunch of teams this year. Uh, had a nice comeback win against uh, Texas Tech. Um, obviously ended up losing to uh, the national champs, but uh, I like Arkansas to, to do well in the SEC this year. Oh, I got sorry, that was my number five team. I got to give some honorable mentions here. You know, I was gonna give my honorable mention to obviously Baylor. Um, you know, I think they're gonna. Pick it back up where they left off here. Duke, um, like Sporty said, they're due for, you know, they had one bad year, but, hey, I think they're going to get right back on track here with Coach K. Um, and another team that we talked about, Hadley mentioned Michigan State. Sporty mentioned Duke. I think, I don't think Kentucky's going to be a, you know, a top five team, but they got Oscar Sheeway from WVU from the transfer portal, and they got some other guys coming in as well. So I think look for Kentucky to be uh, be back in the NCAA tournament uh, next year. Um See, so yeah, Michigan State, Duke, Kentucky, all those guys are um, they'll be ready to go. And and I mean, Michigan State obviously made the tournament, but next year I think Michigan State, Duke, and Kentucky all make the uh, NCAA tournament. Number four, um, kind of debated putting this team in here, but uh, EJ Liddell himself can uh, obviously just you know make the Buckeyes. Uh, I think he can lead them, you know, all the way. Not all the way to the championship, we're saying, but uh, I think he can lead them up to a, to a top spot here. So I got the Buckeyes at four. 
Uh, they got Jamari Wheeler transfer from uh, Penn State. Don't know if he's going to start or not. It's just a potential. But uh, I like the Buckeyes uh, to finish pretty high in the Big Ten. Um, another team, Maryland. Uh, they got Fats Russell from Rhode Island and Akutis Wahab from Georgetown. Uh, look for them to, you know, contend with Ohio State and Michigan, Michigan State. I think those four teams really are going to be the top four of, uh, of the Big Ten next year. Number two, I got Gonzaga. Obviously, we've mentioned Timmy, Nemhard, and then possibly Holgram uh, coming in. And then it, it was tough, but I'm just going to ride them because they're, they're hot right now. Give me UCLA, Hawkes, Juzang. Um, I'm sure they got other guys coming in as well to uh, to replace who they're going to lose. But uh, I mean, the Bruins they they played tough, and I think they'll be they'll be pretty legit next year. Obviously, don't know. I don't have a favor right now who I want to take just because of the portal and and all that stuff still going on. But uh, just the teams we mentioned, I I think uh, I think any one of them or you know multiple teams could make uh, maybe a natty run from from who we selected. But hey, you never know. There's probably a team out there that we didn't mention that's gonna bust everybody's bracket and be in the be in the final four. So uh, any last uh, any last thoughts on on college basketball before we uh, shift gears here, fellas? Yeah, it's just it's crazy to think about because I mean if if you take Baylor at the beginning of well, obviously this is a continued season from twenty twenty and Baylor was really good. But if you look at twenty nineteen and you went into twenty twenty and said Baylor was a top five team, people would have been, you know, a little suspect on your thoughts of college basketball. Right, yeah. So things change, we're probably gonna be way off, but yeah. It's fun to do it anyway. <laughs> yep. Um Sportic, if you all right, I'm gonna put you on a spot right here. If you had to pick a national champion, I mean, obviously there's too many questions right now. If you had to give me one team right now, who do you, who do you think uh, could potentially uh, cut down the nets next March? I'm gonna go with a uh, Big Ten team. I'll go with the uh, Big Blue. Big Blue. All right, Dickinson, Houston, uh, Coach Howard, they're ready to go. So. Hey, if, uh, if Big Blue wins it, Sporty, is that a, is that a hammer? Or is that... hey, that's, that's my 2021-2022 20, <laughs> hammer. Yeah, hammer it right now. Michigan Wolverines, I'm sure if... Hammer, uh, Michigan basketball, national champions, score next year. Hammer uh, it right that's now. That's probably a lot of money right there. Even, even, if you, even if you put like a dollar down right now, I'm, I'm pretty sure your, your payout's pretty nice. Um, yeah. So I actually I did I think I did see uh did I see some odds for I think Michigan was up there I don't know if it was like pl- it was plus whatever but yeah I, I, Michigan was like I think they were like top five definitely top ten definitely a t- top ten team to win the ch- uh, championship uh, next year so Kev I'm gonna have to take a different shade of blue I'm gonna go with the Villanova Wildcats Ooh Villanova Wildcats what? okay I like what's this. going on. <laughs> and you know why? I liked how they played in the tournament this year, and they were very, very shorthanded. Yeah, yeah, they were. I think I think with new recruits coming in, transfer portal, you never know. And I, like I said, I think Justin Moore is going to be good. Gillespie's coming back, and Jay Wright's your coach. Uh, I don't know why they're not in the conversation. I think they'll be right in that contention, and that's the team I'm picking right now. Right now. Hmm. Could be way off. We'll see. But that's definitely a head scratcher there. I have. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's an early it's an early pick, sporty. Everybody's picks here is kind of a kind of a head scratcher. But uh, <laughs> I got two teams right now that like that I like. I like Gonzaga. 
just because of uh, obviously Timmy Nebhard, um, and then their recruiting class. Oh man, but I don't know why Maryland's jumping out so much. I mean, Russell and Wahab; those are two huge, huge um, additions. Um, you know what? Give me the Terps. Give me the Terps. Wow. <laughs> I'll take I'll take the Terps. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a load, it's gonna be a loaded Big Ten. They'll be playing tough competition the whole year, and they'll be ready to go come uh, come March. Are you boys interested to hear the odds here? Yes, yeah, give give me the odds right now. Okay, forties yeah. Michigan Wolverines are in third with a plus twelve hundred. Okay, twelve hundred. Um, my Villanova Wildcats are in eleventh with plus two thousand. All right. And Kevin, I believe Maryland doesn't crack the top ten. Uh, I didn't think that. What's Gonz- is Gonzaga like second? Gonzaga is second. All right. Or no, they're first. They're no, first. first. Right. Seven hundred Maryland. I just went down. They're about forty. Oh, all right. <laughs> and they are plus plus seven thousand five hundred. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to take Gonzaga. You made a lot of money there, Kevin. Yeah, I'm not taking Gonzaga just because they're the they're the favorite right now, and I'm not. I'm not betting on, not banking on the favor this this early. So, yeah, you know what? Give me the Terps. We'll go with the Terps. Ten dollar went to seven fifty, so you might want to do that. I mean, hey, crazier things have happened. Yeah, um, you might have to. So, I'm gonna let you do this piece now. We're gonna shift gears here to uh, just some NFL free agency. Um, Hadley, just give a little update as uh, you know what's happening in the NFL world right now. Yeah, well, Hadley Schefter here. Um, <laughs> Breaking news, Sam Darnold goes to the Panthers, um, I want to say maybe a third, fifth, and maybe another third, something like that. It was super low capital. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that and what we think about that individually. Right. Other than that, some draft trades. Um, we had the Dolphins move back to 12. The Niners take three. And then the Eagles proceeded to move back to 12 and trade with the Dolphins to move back up to 6. Um, over the past few days, there's been a lot of speculation that the Niners are going after Mac Jones at 3. Man. Now, I'm going to pull a Kevin here, and I'm going to say, Kevin, we'll let you go first. Okay, all right. Um, Kevin, what do you think about Mac Jones at 3? Oh, man, it's... I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying... Uh, that's an awful pick. Um, obviously, Mac Jones, uh, you know, on the field, um, you know, obviously with his arm and, and his intelligence, um, but also as a, as a leader, um, I, I think that's another key aspect. I mean, obviously, yeah, you're going to look at people, you know, how are they? That's the number one thing. How can they perform? But, um, you know, Matt, he comes from a winning culture. Um, he, gets, he gets the job done. Uh, and he was thrown to, you know, some of the best wide receivers in the nation. And and he looked good in that national championship game, and he looked good all year. So, I mean, you know, just because it's not, you know, what uh, what some of the guys you know projected, um, you know, I don't think it's a. I I mean, I think it's a good pick for the 49ers. I think really, you know, there's there's four there's four quarterbacks right now, in my opinion, that you know you can't really go wrong with. I mean, Trey Lance. You know, I'll, I'll say you know there's five, but. Um, I still got to watch a little bit more on Trey Lance until I'm, you know, completely sold on him. Um, 
man, if I'm the 49ers, you know, do you, do you go after Fields or do you go after Jones? Um, and I'll be interested to see, you know, what, what the Patriots do. Cause I know the Patriots are, I think they're interested in Jones as well. Um, I saw also some things where the Patriots might get uh, Trask. So it's definitely going to be interesting uh, to see where all these quarterbacks go. I mean, that's just the first that I think, I think this is kind of maybe, I want to say this is maybe an overreaction. Um, people are getting too, I don't know if they're just, you know, shocked, but, you know, Mac Jones third. I mean, that wouldn't be, you know, I think that would be a pretty solid pick for the 49ers. You need, you need a quarterback if you think he's the, you know, second or third best quarterback in the draft. Um, then you draft him. Um, I mean, obviously Lawrence is probably going to go one. And then after him, you got to, you just got to think, is it, is it Wilson fields or Jones? And I mean, if it's, if you truly think it's Jones and you know, you go get Jones. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think just because, you know, people haven't heard that is that, you know, it's the number, you know, that lock almost in that, uh, spot there in the draft. I think that's, what's kind of throwing people off, but, uh, Ooh, fields or Jones. Um, this is, this is a tough one. I think, geez, it's going to sound a little bit crazier. I, I might I might take Jones over Fields. Okay. Um, I know Jones, or Fields is more of a, he can also run as well, but I don't know, man. I think I think Jones is going to be, you know, one of those Alabama quarterbacks that I think his success continues in the NFL and he just doesn't kind of, you know, fizzle off. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be pretty solid. So I, I like Jones going three. Um, if he's the right guy for the job, then, you know, you take him, like I said. So, um, yeah, that's my, yeah, th- well, that's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let sporty talk. I definitely have some things to, to add to that and or argue there, but, right. um, yeah, sporty. Uh, uh, all right. Let me talk about Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields could be the next, uh, Cam Newton type. Uh, I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll go to the Patriots. Whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> whoa! I, yeah, I got some. I got some words. That, after that this. came out of like left field, right field. That came from you know just anywhere in the ballpark. That was a sport. He's just throwing some some uh, some statements scratching out. Scratching the head right now. He's, yeah. scratching he's got the, he's got the tangles kind of like Cam Newton. So, but for the Patriots to get him, all right. I'm, I'll, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and my other, my other uh, go-to pick is the. I'm gonna throw out an NFL team here. The Cardinals are gonna be getting uh, my prediction: a tight end from Florida, Kyle Pitts. Oh, okay. Wow, all that's right. another. Okay, well, I guess I'll speak now. Um, <laughs> speak first of all, now, Sporty. I will say that if those two fall to fifteen and sixteen, where those two teams pick, those they must have thrown on a gas mask and started smoking, <laughs> because there is no chance that they drop that low. Yeah, unless they trade However, up. Unless they trade up. Unless they might trade up. You never say never. Okay, so that leads into my next thing. I I do have in my latest mock draft. Go check it out. Check it out on Twitter here in the coming days. I have Twitter. Um, okay. <laughs> it will be on Twitter in the coming days. I have, I have the Patriots yeah. trading up with the Falcons to number four and taking Justin Fields. I think it's too good of a spot. I feel like the Falcons are a solid team that don't really have that big need, that pressing need. So I think they can move back. 
So I do think Justin Fields will go to the Patriots. I just think it's going to be earlier than 15. If he if he went to 15, that's almost the biggest deal is like Mahomes at 10, in right. my opinion. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I think Justin Fields is going to be an MVP candidate two or three years into his career. I truly do believe that. I've been big on him ever since he went to Ohio State, really in Georgia. Just never had the opportunities. Um, but yeah, in the 49ers case here, I really don't know if I like it only because who out of, out of us did would any of us thought that Mac Jones was going to go before 12 before this trade see that's yeah that, that's the thing that's the thing I, I, I mean I, I don't think so I, don't, I think they could have grabbed them at 12 I understand if you really like a guy you go get him right but they traded a lot for it and I, I don't know if he's even the fourth best quarterback in this draft I would say I would say he's top three. I mean, I have I know I just said that I would take Jones over Fields, but I mean those guys, you know, yeah, it, it, they're they're I, inter- they're interchangeable. Like it, I mean, they're, it could be a toss up, right? Yeah, it's definitely. And a, a lot of people's knock on Justin Fields is that he's a one progression, one step kind of guy, right? Which is kind of like Jared Goff. Um, he was in an offense where McVay said, "This is what you're doing," and that was it. Never had to read through progressions, right? And that's why he's not that good. But Justin Fields was in an offense as well where you have Chris Olave t- cooking his man. He's wide open. Why do you need to go to your next progression? Right. It's just like Mac Jones. I mean, how often did you see him go to his next progression? Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle are running miles. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't see that as a knock in college. I don't really understand that. I think that's more of a thing that you can see at practice. But, I mean, I, I think that's more of a a really, really picky thing to look at yeah. in the draft process. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I personally think Fields is the move. I think that he's the most win-now-ready quarterback, but I think Mac Jones could be perfect for their offense if he does live up to the potential. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get Hadley's, uh, what is this, we're, we're up to number, is this Hadley, Hadley's mock draft 4.0? We'll get that up yep. here on Twitter within the next day or two. Uh, you can check it out. Um, all right, so that, that was just a good little spiel on uh, on some NFL free agency and uh, and the draft. Uh, looking forward, I think uh, I think I just found our our one of our uh, next uh, top fives that we're gonna give out is our top five uh, picks of the of uh, of the NFL draft. So in the next couple oh, of weeks, Kev, we got it. We got to Do we like the Sam Darnold move or do we not like it? Let's uh, be short and concise. I don't. I mean. You know what? Good for the Panthers. Good for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to see I want to see you know Darnold in another in another system. Um, I'm I'm just I'm glad he's added I'm glad he's added New York. Uh, I just want to see you know can he can he ball with another organization? So I'll say win win for the Panthers, win for Sam Darnold. Um, just win for Jets. I think it's a win win win. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll say it's a win win win. Yeah, just because you know he didn't have good good uh, good chemistry with with Darnold there. So. Um, yeah, it's just a win all around. So, Sporty? I, I think it's a, one of the better picks, better trades in the NFL. Ooh. For who? For the Panthers. For the Panthers. Okay. All right. That role, heck of a coach. Just uh, that one key guy on the Capri, he just he gets injured every year. 
Yes, there. So we might be hearing Darnold to McCaffrey uh, a little bit more often, um, you know, than, than people might expect this year. So watch out, watch out for the duo. Um, so we're gonna end here uh, with kind of, uh, you know, what has surprised us so far. I know we're only uh, a couple games into the season, but what's surprised us so far in uh, in MLB so far? Hadley, we'll start with you. What has been, you know, some of the most uh, surprising takes or maybe some surprising teams uh, that you've seen in the MLB so far? Yeah, so one thing that I will do the name. Um, do you guys know the name? Wait, sorry. We, not, I, I, I lost connection there real quick. What'd you say? I said the dude from Detroit. Oh, oh. What is his um shoot what is his name oh i um oh it's gonna drive me nuts he started off like red hot hold on hold on hadley we're losing you (laughs) his name is bud can you hear me uh a little bit now (laughs) okay hold on let me yeah, I looked it up. I looked his name up. All right, Sporty, go ahead. We'll let well, Hadley's going to – I think Hadley's going to call back here. Sporty, go ahead. Hadley, you there? Yeah, no, he's – well, he's going to call back here in a second. Sporty, what, what, what's the guy from uh, – what's the guy from the Tigers? I'm going to probably butcher – I'm going to probably butcher his first and last. <laughs> go ahead. You guys can hear me, right? Yeah, we can hear you now, Hadley. Okay. All right. I got Hadley, this, Sporty. Hadley, like, I'm going to butcher his, his first and last name. Okay. You ready for okay. it? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I kill Badoodoos. <laughs> I think it's just Badoo. Badoo. Yeah, it's Badoo, not Badoodoos. <laughs> but yeah. Well, he will be referred to as Badoodoo from now yeah, on. Yeah, Badoodoo. <laughs> Badoodoo. Sorry, I'm sorry. Name. That's all right. But, Hadley, but anyway, Hadley, go yeah, ahead. That Badoo has been on a tear. I mean, first swing as a rookie, just bombs a home run, walk off single. Dude is just living an MLB dream right now. Yep. So that's definitely been a pleasant surprise for Tigers fans, at least. Um, another thing I'm pretty surprised at is the Phillies hot start. Um, I'm not a Phillies guy. I think they're very overrated. But they're, I think they're five and one as of today. So yeah, they're credits to them. They beat the Mets in the series two one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I definitely they're surprised me a little bit. Uh, I'm also surprised at how bad the challenge and uh, replay systems still are in the MLB <laughs> after, what, eight years? Um, love the Mets to death, but definitely got bailed out today on a Michael Conforto hit by pitch. Yeah. Uh, that was right down the middle. So uh, thank you, whoever was behind the plate there. Um. And then I would say my last one is the A's struggling so bad. Not that I thought they were going to be very good, but I believe they were 0-6 as of yesterday. Um, Definitely not the record that they're used to. I think it's the first time they've ever done it, if I'm not mistaken. If not, it was a really, really long time ago. All right. That's a team that really doesn't struggle. So um, those are definitely my surprises with with, uh, Badu leading the way. He's going off. Hey, all I'm saying is, uh, I'm not picking him to get me a hit just because he's off to this red, you know, red hot start here. Um, I, you know, if I go to take him to get me a hit one game, I, you know, it's probably not going to happen. Be your luck. Yeah, it's going to be my luck where I don't, where I don't get it. So, 
Uh, I'm going to stay away from Badoo, a.k.a. Badoodoo. Um, Sporty, what has surprised you so far? I, I think I can kind of guess what not your number one surprise is, but uh, go ahead. There's one, there's one team that's, <laughs> that's surprising me. Now it's not the virus, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I am surprised about the Cincinnati Reds. Yep, that's who I thought you were going to say. Yep, go ahead. They're 5-1, and one, okay? And I was looking at their total runs through, uh, what is it, six games. And they're, they're right around total. In six games, they've scored 56 runs total. Jeez. I mean, yeah. Six runs in six games. I mean, the Pirates. They're averaging about nine runs a game. Right. And I mean, the Pirates, you know, pitching staff isn't, I mean, that, that's really what's adding to that number. But still, against the Cardinals, they put up big numbers too, so. Yes, they did. Um. Yeah, so so the Reds, I, that they're one of my surprising teams. I'll get to, but uh, anybody else that you've uh, that's kind of shocked you so far? Yeah, there's one other team. Go ahead. Um, is the uh, Minnesota Minnesota Twins? Twenties. Yep, the Twenties. <laughs> what's uh What's their record right now? They're I mean they're playing some good five baseball. Right now they're they're five and two. Five and two. Five and two for the Twins. Um. So yeah, twins and twins and reds, two teams that I mean, I don't think you know many people would say you know, um, if you were to pick some teams that you know we're gonna be leading the MLB after the first couple of days, I don't think too many people would have had the, uh, the the reds and twins. So so I like I like those two picks there. Um, a couple things that surprised me, uh, kind of kind of shocked that the Pirates won on opening day. Um, not gonna lie there. Yeah, that was a big shock. Um, but besides that. I mean, we kind of kind of knew this was coming. I didn't think it was gonna. I don't. I didn't think they're gonna lose as bad as they did to the Reds, um, giving up as many runs as they did. Um, obviously, you know, Key Brian Hayes being out doesn't help. But I mean, obviously, he's not gonna make up six, seven, eight, nine runs either. So, um, I just hope the Buckos can. You know what? If they can win one every three games. <laughs> I just hope they don't get swept. Um, they need to get something going here, or else this could be this could be pretty bad. I mean, they had the Cubs two one today, and they go and give up two home runs. So uh, it's just you know it's obviously just frustrating. But I'll go with the Reds here. Definitely surprised at how well they've been hitting the ball. Um, like we just said, they put up a lot of runs against the Cardinals, a lot of runs against the Buccos, and. Uh, as of right now, you know, the Reds, I mean, I know it's early, but um, that NL Central, I think the Reds kind of just joined the conversation as of right now. I mean, obviously that could change. It's only been a couple games, but the way they're hitting and the way they're, you know, getting things done, I mean, the Reds look pretty sharp right now. Um, two more teams that kind of shocked me. kind of shocked me that the Orioles swept the Red Sox up there in Fenway. Um I think we talked about, you know, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Rays, obviously being top contenders in the AL East. Um, I had mentioned about the Red Sox, maybe, but uh, who knows, really, at this point. I mean, I think everybody's right around 500 in that division right now. So, um, again, it's early, but uh, I was just impressed of how, you know, the Orioles were able to sweep the Red Sox. Kind of shocked me there. And then, I mean, I know they've played a bunch of close games, but 
uh, kind of to counter your point, Hadley, I'm going to go with the Braves here with their uh, slow start. Um, you know, not being able to really – I mean, they, they hung with the Phillies, but uh, they're really off to a not-so-hot start. Um, I think the other day against the Nationals, I think they were – I think they were going to be up six to five, and then they got a home run. I didn't see the I didn't see the uh, official um, highlight of it, but I you know I think they kind of what I, from what I heard, um, I don't know if they got robbed on that home run uh, from replay, but uh, you know I checked my phone. It's six, it's six five Braves, and all of a sudden, next second later, Nationals uh, walked it off. So I mean they've been playing a lot of close baseball. So um, I think if they can just you know. Get a couple more runs, obviously win, win them the games, and they can be right back in there. So, um, AL East, NL East, two of the toughest divisions in baseball. So, um, but how about yeah, Kev? Just to just to add to your point about the Braves, yeah. I don't understand that they're they are loaded. Yeah, that's what that's what's really thrown me off. They're just a loaded baseball team. It's just I understand that the the records might be a little deceiving right now because you know like the Marlins played the Rays as a defending like AL champ, mm-hmm. um, so their their records down. But like I believe the Braves like maybe even got swept by the Nationals or they definitely lost the series. Like yeah, that, that I know the Nationals are pretty good too, but the Braves I thought it was them and the Mets were the overwhelming favorites. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, again, uh, like we keep saying, AL East, NL East, um, anybody's, uh, anybody's, uh, division there. So, um, but I will say that, uh, we'll say Mike Trout has been on a hitting tear. Um, Otani coming up big the other night for helping out himself, getting the W. I think, I believe they won. He won, he won as a winning pitcher. Yeah. Um, Getting a home run, getting an RBI, scoring—he uh, did it all the other night. So it's interesting to see, um, you know, when he when he pitches, he's allowed to be the DH. But I believe the rule is, if he gets taken out, then that pitcher becomes the DH. I believe that is the rule. So, yeah. so if Otani hits for himself, then that's where you know you might see. Um, I mean, you probably won't see. You'll probably see a pinch hitter. Uh, for a bullpen guy, but hey, if Otani gets rocked in like the second or third inning and they got to take him out, you could see a, a relief man in there from the Angels getting in at bat in the AL. So um, that's something to look out for there. But yeah, Trout just crushing the ball right now. Um, I'm trying to think who's. Oh, I'll give I'll give ten bucks to anybody right now without looking this up. Um, who is the lead uh, leader? The league leader. Jeez, say that ten times. The league leader in home runs right now. Oh man, um, I think there's a bunch of people tied with like four. With four? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick. Somebody give me a name. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. All right. Um, let's look it up real quick. Did uh did did Cabrera did he have two on opening day or did he just have one? He had one. He just had the one. He just had the one. Oh yeah, yeah. He had two RBIs. That's what I. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. I do have two things in the meantime, if if I may add. Go ahead. About Trout and Otani. Go ahead. Trout is the best baseball player I've ever seen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys can agree. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
And then number two, I think Otani should be taking a bullpen role. I don't. I feel like if they hit him and didn't start him every five days, and they just threw him in to pitch when they felt like they needed him, I don't. I personally like that more because you can play him as a day-to-day hitter and then just pitch him, and then he's done after that. Right. Yeah. And we actually see. You know, does that affect him? You know, throughout the whole season, if he's pitcher and hitter kind of thing. So. Yeah, I, I think he could stay more healthy that way. Right. Yeah. All right. So we got. Sorry to interrupt here, but we got uh, there's four guys who are tied for uh, for home runs with with four apiece, and two of them are from the Reds. Um, is it Castillo? Uh, or not Castillo? Suarez. Oh wait, Suarez. No, yeah. it's it's uh. It's all right, I'm probably gonna butcher his name here too. Castell is it Castell Stellanos? Nick Castellanos, yeah, Cast- there we go. Yep, Castellanos. Yeah, the uh, shortstop or the third baseman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm from the Tigers. So we, no, 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 he's from, no, no from he's, he's on the Reds well, now. Well, he, he was from the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a showboat. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got Byron Buxton from the Brewers. Okay. Uh, Tyler Naquin from the Reds. And then Ryan, is it, is it Mick Mahon? I'm probably going to butcher that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. From the Rockies. Yeah, Rockies, Rockies, yeah. right? So they got yeah. four piece, and then sitting in fifth there is Nelson Cruz with Rocky three. So there could be some guys in uh, this year's Home Run Derby that are that are new to the show. So uh, that's another thing that I'm hey, looking at. Can that pitcher be in the Home Run Derby? Otani. Yeah. Yeah, he can be in it. It's a, it's a, just an all-star Home Run Derby. He could definitely be. I mean, if he – are you saying will he? Are you asking me if – like? Can can he will, will he will he be in it? Oh, I no. don't know. He won't be in it. But I mean, if he's leading the if he's somehow leading the league in home runs, then maybe they'll give him a chance. But no. he only has one home run, right? Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna get in there. But yes, he is legally from MLB rules. He is allowed to be in the home run derby. But uh, <laughs> so that uh, looks like it's gonna wrap us up here. Just a oh, I thought we were only at a half hour. We're sitting right here at right around forty six minutes. That uh, that kind of flew by. So, uh, it is. yeah, it was a fast one. Yeah, so we're gonna wrap it up here and then, uh, we'll be back in a couple of days. Um, kind of a kind of a dead period here without any, you know, big time college sports. So, we got NBA, uh, and MLB action coming your way, but hey, we got the NFL draft coming up as well. So, we'll look forward to that. So, we'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, check out Hadley's 4.0 mock draft and, uh, we'll send it next time.